Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. This is Heidi St. John, and you have found me here at the intersection of faith and culture. Today, I'm thrilled to have Melissa Crabtree back on the show with me. And what we didn't talk about yesterday, we are going to talk about today, and that is that she has a background in special education. So the question is, can I homeschool my special needs child? And the answer is a resounding yes. This is going to be a great conversation. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, welcome to the show. I'm glad you guys are here. For those of you who are wondering about where I will be this weekend, I will be speaking for the Christian Home Educators Association of California, so the Chia Convention in Downey, California, and I am the opening keynote on Friday morning, so I hope you guys will come out. I'll be closing that conference out on Saturday evening, and in the meantime, uh, doing a little bit of work with Prager University and also with Jack Hibbs on his podcast, so you guys are going to keep a heads up for that. I'm thrilled today to have Melissa Crabtree back on the show. Usually this takes quite a bit of coordinating, but now that she lives here, it's a lot easier to do. Melissa has homeschooled her children, and she also has a background in special education. And so I asked her, can you come on and talk about um, if it's possible to homeschool a special needs child? We get this question all the time at the show, and she's the right person to ask. Melissa, welcome back. Thanks. Always good to be here and so much more fun in person. It's so much better. I'm so excited. All right, let's jump into this because there are a lot of new people considering homeschooling right now. And one of the questions that comes up over and over and over again, we hear from all kinds of people saying, my child's on an IEP. My child's been diagnosed with autism. My child has, you know, whatever. Um, I I talked to a mom last week who has a nonverbal child and she's just very concerned about homeschooling. So the big question is, can you homeschool a special needs child? I already know, obviously, your answer, but can you give us a little bit of your background? Mm-hmm. So I uh, I was I taught special ed for four years in the public school system. I knew from uh, actually in fifth grade I knew that's when I wanted to be I wanted to be a special ed teacher until I raised kids and then I taught special ed until literally I worked in the morning and I had Jacob that night oh. by surprise and I was done working. <laughs> so and then interestingly enough, the Lord gave me two kids with different learning needs, one uh, gifted with a learning disability, so um, which was really interesting. Yes. You know, language arts came without my teaching at all, actually. I found out by surprise that he was reading at three. <laughs> and then, uh, but the rest math, of the homeschool moms are like, shoot, that didn't happen to me. I know, I know. Actually, it was, it was kind of a dream. But <laughs> math was a tremendous struggle all the way through with a true learning disability. And then I have another child with dysgraphia and dyslexia which is a whole nother set of learning. They were very different learners. So they were your true, you know, they would have both been in uh, classes for learning disabilities had they gone through the public school system. And your background, you actually got, this was what you went to college to do, Yes, So you got your degree. Certified special ed teacher, K through 12. And I'm wondering, I'm assuming that you, like me, are seeing a rise in this in home educators because more and more people Mm -hmm. are looking for options outside of your classic, you know, put your kid into the special needs program in a public school, put them on an IEP, and that's the end of it. Is that that true? Yeah, a lot of people, I mean, we see moms with typical children who think, I can't possibly, you know, I can't possibly homeschool my kids. Right. And, you know, that answer to that is if you can teach your child to clean their bedrooms and eat their broccoli and be obedient, it's this is just character in a different section because there is so much support 
Um, and really, I just kind of say you have to learn everything right before your child does. <laughs> you don't have to well, know it all before you start. But that's kind is, of another conversation. This is the homeschool mom's best kept secret, too, is that, you know, that's that's the number one thing that people yeah. say just in general. Like, well, I don't I didn't get a teaching degree. And I heard some I might it yeah. might have been Jordan Peterson. I heard somebody just a couple of weeks ago say that the people who are coming out of our schools of education and colleges, he's like, they should just be abolished because really we're sending people to teach children that are coming into with very little skill in teaching children. They're really, you know, they're really coming into this with mm -hmm. um, social justice on their minds or really they're, they're heavy into the indoctrination piece of it. And so I think it's even more evidence that homeschool moms are ready for the job. Really, you just have to be one day ahead of your kid, right? So if you wake up that I even morning, say five minutes, <laughs> five minutes ahead of your kid. Uh, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, cause I homeschooled seven children and our sixth just graduated and, People would say, well, how, you know, what was your scope and sequence like? And I was like, my scope and sequence consisted of I wake up in the morning and I pray, Jesus, <laughs> help me do this thing today. And then I looked at what we did yesterday and we just went on to the next thing, just mm -hmm. do the next thing. Yeah. And so I yeah. guess the, the, the big question for you with regard to special needs, and this is something we get even with uh, kids who don't have learning disability, is I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. How do I know I'm not going to miss something? Well, so I would say we are going to miss something. That's right. And that That's just the takes answer. the heat off that, ding, right? Ding, then ding. everybody is going to. So I was, uh, my dad was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. I got mythology three times in high school. <laughs> and there are other things that I never hit. So, uh, and I was in a public school system. So you are going to miss something. So just take that off. If you talk to every, every one of us can ask questions. We all had a different education. Yes. Every single one of us. And you know what? When I wonder, when I go back to figure out what my gap was that I didn't know, do you know where I go to find out? I go to Google and I Google what I need to figure out right <laughs> this then. Is, this is so, so sad. Pretty soon it's going to be AI. Right. That's you can almost see through those sometimes. Oh, so terrifying. you are going to miss something. That's what I would say to every special ed parent or not. All of us are going to miss stuff, and you have 13, if you're starting in kindergarten, you have 13 years to teach them everything. Yeah. You're supposed to teach them. Yeah, and you don't and need to do it you're immediately. You're going to miss stuff. Yeah, and I, and I think that's good even for just the regular homeschool mom. Yeah, like she the schools miss stuff all the time. Schools miss stuff all the time. I graduated from one of the top private schools in Oregon, and I missed things. And I'm sure that my children, as they've graduated from our homeschool, man, I wish my mom would have spent more time on that. But listen, here's the most important thing. And I think this is true of special education and special needs kids as well. Uh, the Lord gives you your kids because he understands that he is the one who's equipping you. And so your job is to just be obedient, take it one step at a time and mm -hmm. trust that the Lord is going to finish in your children when he starts in them through yep. you. It's amazing the loaves and fishes stories of moms who bring everything that they can to the table, knowing that it's not enough by mm -hmm. the world standards. And then the Lord is the one who comes in and finishes the work. It, yeah. And we can trust him that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so exciting. Uh, the next question that comes up all the time is wondering about, I don't even know where my child's at. How do I get my child assessed and figure out, okay, what are we actually talking about here? Right. Is it, it is, some people really don't want a label, but a label really gives you a lot of information and it can help you know your child well. Uh, your medical insurance will likely pay for a pediatric psychologist. And when you're getting, so the assessment that you would get in the public school system, first, I'll say your school system is required to assess your child if you want to go that route. You go into the, and we can give you some specifics on that, but uh, your rights, there are legal rights that you have as an American citizen 
with a national education system. Uh, the school and apparently system even not is, as an American citizen, you can access that stuff now. It seems yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. IDEA PL 94142 yes. is the yeah. law that uh, they, they do have to assess your child within 90 days if you ask for it. However, if you have medical insurance, I would actually just do a pediatric psychologist. Mm. You're going to get an IQ, which is going to be the potential. Your IQ tells you weight, the way God created us to perform. And then your actual educational um, scores are going to be your performance. So are, is this child performing up to the ability that God created them to perform? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And then when you look at the disparity between those scores is what determines if you have a disability or not. And that can tell you, yes, there's a written language disability, but your reading is excellent or your math is really great. So that can just give you answers. You don't have to know those. I mean, you will know if your child is struggling with yeah, math. Yeah. But what it can do is is, is uh, encourage you, and I think it can help you be more patient with yeah. your children when you know she's actually, like, it doesn't benefit her to pretend that she forgot everything we learned yesterday. Mm. Maybe I should not be so hard on her and yeah. and realize, oh, this is what dyslexia does in math. It makes you think you've never learned this before. So mm. it can help us be more gracious with our children mm. if um, if we... I learned I was not so much. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I mean, all the stuff that you're saying applies to every homeschool yes. mom ever. Yeah. Because I'm always telling moms, you want to find how completely, you know, wicked you are? Homeschool your kids. <laughs> like, you will know really quickly, oh, wow, I thought I was much more patient than that. Or I thought this wouldn't bother me, and it does. And homeschooling is sanctifying, right? And that's true across the board. One of the things we're doing here at the Homeschool Resource Center, we've been doing this now for several years, is we have... Uh, staff members on site who do both uh, occupational therapy and we're moving into PT as well. This is a big issue for moms who are uh, having special needs kids. Where do they find this stuff? Can they access it through the public school system? Uh, is it available and do you recommend it? Yeah, so you can, um, you can, you're, again, medical insurance, access your medical insurance if you would like to go that way. But the school system will still be required to give you PT, OT, and speech. Mm. And you can say, I want to come here for those services, but not anything else. Can this be challenging depending on the climate of your public school? Yeah. Yes. But you go to your zoned school, you go in, you say, we need a special ed evaluation. I know that I can get these services here. And again, I would, I, if, I would go private if, if your medical insurance will cover it. Um, but they do have to provide it. They will tell you they have to be enrolled there. Now you would, you would at that point be enrolling them as a student and then you would just give permission for what you want, but you have a lot more rights than most public schools will tell you. 
Also, you are opening up to the influence then of the school. You know, if you've got a, it's there are a lot it of things to weigh at that point, ed but too. it is I mean, possible. I think that that influence that you're talking about is the influence that we talk about here at the show all the time, which is they are they pushing gender ideology? Likely, yes. Yeah. Um, and so you need to take that into consideration. I think partly why you're saying if you can get into the private schools, mm-hmm. uh, even better in terms not of the private schools, the private the, the private medical system. sector yeah, for PTRT. Sorry, that's speech, right. Yeah. A private sector, and that way you maybe have greater control yes. over the kind of influence that you're allowing your child to be around because that that's something for parents to consider. Yes. And it's probably more important now because it's more prevalent than it ever was. Yeah. Uh, when parents decide, okay, I'm going to give this thing a shot. Um, I feel confident. I'm going to give it a try. How do we know where to start? How do we know what to teach them? Where do you tell parents to start? So really I would start at the, uh, depending on if your child, um, you know, special needs can cover a huge spectrum. Uh, so I would look at what is affecting your child's daily life. And that's what you're going to start with. If you have a child who uh, has cerebral palsy and is struggling to pull themselves up to potty, then you want to work on how. what are the skills that I need for my child to learn to pull themselves up so they can stand up next to the potty. Mm-hmm. Or if you um, say maybe you have a seven-year-old with, you know, um, who is just barely starting to read. Maybe you have a 12-year-old who's mm-hmm. just starting to read. Start there. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference what grade they're in. It What matters is their ability. Where are they performing? Start there and do not worry about the grade level of things. Uh, if you're not sure where they are for math or for reading, work until you hit what we, there's a learning level and then there's a frustration level. You mm. do not want to be teaching at a frustration level. A frustration yeah. level means you're working on something for a week and you're not getting anywhere. You don't want to beat your head against the wall. Yeah. When your child is ready to learn, when their brain is ready to receive the information you're giving them, they are going to learn it swiftly. Yeah. So if they're not learning it, move on to something else and come back to that in two months and try again. Yeah. So if if they're learning to feed themselves with a fork or separate the silverware, you know, if you have a seven-year-old with Downs and they're, you want them to be doing some life skills, have them learn to sort the laundry, mm-hmm. have them switch. Those are life skills that they would be doing in a classroom. Mm-hmm. So sorting the silverware, that's a life skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, going and picking up the mail out of the mailbox, learning to use the key. So what you're saying is that's school. That's school. And I think we need life to see it that way. These school. life skills are school, and we don't teach that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, they've taken out home economics out of mm-hmm. almost every school. And so we're not teaching life skills anymore. And what are we getting as a, as a result? Kids who can't balance a checkbook, kids who don't know how to put bake an apple pie, or they can't make macaroni and cheese, those kinds of things. Uh, and I think we need to start looking at them, again, as a holistic approach yes. to uh, raising children, particularly as it comes to special needs. And I can't help but think, I mean, uh, you keep talking and, you know, talking about uh, kind of a, a methodology and approach, which really does translate into every aspect of home education, mm-hmm. whether you're dealing with a child who's got special needs or Down syndrome or cerebral palsy or autism or whatever it is, or you're just a mom starting out going, I just don't know about this stuff. Uh, it's less about grades, I think, in homeschooling and more about mastery. Mm-hmm. And the same thing I would imagine would be true with a special needs child, just on a different level. Yeah. You want to look at what what do they need to succeed at this season in their life? If they need to learn to brush their teeth so that friends in Sunday school won't make fun of them, teach them to brush their teeth. That's what you work on. Yeah. Don't worry about teaching them to read a paragraph yeah. when you're struggling to wash your hands well. Pick what they need to learn, and that's what you learn. And I think the most important thing is um, that God designed, God did not design the American public education system. 
He created our children long before it. He knows our children and he gave that child to you. So you need to go into this confident that God picked you to raise this child. It does not matter if you fit into the American public education system scope and sequence. Mm -hmm. And in the special ed realm, if you really want to, they're going to personalize that education for them. But this is what you have to decide, whether you're a special needs parent or whether you're a typical homeschool parent. You need to be confident that you're teaching your child what God wants you, what God wants your child to know. And it doesn't matter if it's what your neighbor thinks your kid should know. It doesn't matter if it's what your other child is learning. It doesn't matter if it's what you're learning. It doesn't matter what the kindergarten across the street is teaching or learning. You want to teach your child what they need to learn to succeed because God gave them to you. You're going to advocate for your child better than any other person on the planet. So you can do it, but you have to be confident that the Lord gave this one to you. And it's okay if it looks different than everybody else, regardless of who you're teaching. You could have, if you have 12 kids, you're going to have 12 different learning styles and 12 different abilities and probably a hundred different abilities because they've all got different skill sets and things like that. So be confident that the Lord gave this kid to you. You love them more than anybody else in the whole world. So you're going to fight for them. You know them better. And just be confident that, and you don't have to figure it all out this week. Hey, there's a good, and if it doesn't work, there's a good thought. Yeah. Try something else. Yeah. If it's not working, try something else. Try something else next week. Just you've got time. You have a lot of time ahead. It's interesting that you that you say that you've got time because I talked to a homeschool mom a couple of weeks ago who uh, called into the center to the resource center, and she had an illness in her family. So the last couple of years hasn't really done much school at all with her kids, and she called like in a panic. She's you know I've got a seventh grader now and a ninth grader who they're not up to reading level, they're not up to levels of, of math, and she said she was thinking about putting them into a private Christian school. And she was worried about it. And so we, we hooked her up with a teacher here at the Homeschool Resource Center who did an assessment and just is doing some basic tutoring with those kids over mm-hmm. the summer. It is amazing how quickly your kids can catch up. When they're ready, they can when catch up When they're ready, they, go, they can go very, very quickly. And I think sometimes uh, homeschool parents, we quit prematurely because we've looked at the world's standard and we just think that's too big. It's too hard. It's, it's too, um, it's unattainable. And that's the voice of the enemy in your life. I think mm-hmm. that is why we have co-opted in this country for generations the education of our children. It's become normal. Like we just go, oh, that's somebody else's job. Mm-hmm. You know, my job is to bring them into the world and your job is to teach them how to function in it. Well, actually, that job's been first given to parents. And I love that you just said, if we can have the confidence that we believe Christ, we believe the Bible when when the Bible teaches that God's given those children uniquely to their parents. The responsibility rests on the parents. God knew what he was doing when he gave your child to you. And if you can be confident enough to say, hey, I'm going to give this a try. It's amazing what happens when you just jump in with both feet and you realize uh, it's not going to be perfect Mm -hmm. and I'm going to miss things and I don't have to have it all together and bad days don't make bad moms and, and bad days don't make bad kids. Start again the next day with a different uh, a different perspective. Melissa, before we go, we had one more question that uh, I wanted to be sure and ask you. What what about the mom who starts off on a certain level with her child and she realizes very quickly, okay, my child's not ready for this. I started, but they just aren't ready to learn it, and she feels defeated and frustrated. What can you talk to her for just a minute? Yeah, I would set it aside if they're not ready. So I had this actually, um, when my, one of my children was not ready to read, 
And I picked the better late than early mm. kind of methodology. And what that means is I'm going to let her grow into being ready for this. So at six, we started to learn letters and we started to, you know, to learn to read. And I realized very quickly she could write her entire name upside down and backwards, but not <laughs> forwards. Oh. And she wasn't reading things either. And so then six months later, we tried again. And she still wasn't ready and everything was flip-flopped and all of that. And we just kept going. Well, at eight, I finally took her in for an assessment and I told the psychologist, I said, now, look, this is going to, you know, this, you may think right away, she's not actually teaching her kid to read. This is a parent whose kids need to be in the system. And I told him, I said, I did not beat my head against the wall with her. I know her brain has not been ready to receive this. So I set it aside because my goal was for her to love reading. My goal was for her to love stories. I don't care how old she is when she learns it. Her brain is going to receive it when she's ready. And he applauded me for that. And I was so thankful because I was nervous that he was going to criticize me oh, for yeah. that and say, yeah, yeah. you're a terrible mom for not teaching your kid to read. Yeah. And I just told him, I said, I picked a different goal. And my goal was for her to love learning and love stories. And he said that was the right thing. At 12, then they say at 12, almost all kids are reading on the same level, regardless of when they started. But he said, you did the right thing. Just keep introducing. If she's not ready, back up. Try again six months later. So meet your student where they are. Know that they're, you know, God created their brain uniquely. And it's going to learn. It's going to receive information differently. But when it's ready to receive that information, and it may not ever be, and that's okay, if it's ready to receive the information, it's going to. And I think that it's good for us to recognize, you know, even just with my two kids, but you and I, you and I receive information very differently. Very differently. We have yeah. really different strengths. Yeah. My husband and I have different strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. You know, you can put me in a linebacker position. It doesn't really matter how much you scream at me. <laughs> I'm never going to be a better linebacker because God didn't make me 300 pounds and six and, and a half I, feet tall. And right? I cannot look at uh, spreadsheets. They just drive me absolutely crazy. Right. She's right about that. <laughs> she's right about that. You know, she's but, like, I put that in a spreadsheet. Oh, wait. You know, because right. I, mean, I, I just can't take in the information. It, it yeah. feels overwhelming to me. I love love to draw pictures and boxes and sort of compartmentalize things. I learn very differently, even but, from some of my kids. But as adults, we don't think, man, Heidi's so dumb. If I just keep talking about spreadsheet, no. We say, you know what? God didn't make her brain that way. She functions differently than I do. We need to be willing to give that grace to our kids. Now, yeah. would I say at nine, decide that your kid will never read a spreadsheet? No. But if you're at 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, and you've been working on something for a long time, it's okay to recognize my 12-year-old struggles with time and money because he is not an abstract thinker. Mm -hmm. well, time and money are abstract. It makes sense that he's never, that he's going to struggle with those forever. How many of your people do you know that go into the store and still cannot figure out 10% off on a sale? Right. Why do you think Old Navy puts the sign up with all of the different sale numbers? Because grown-ups still can't figure it out. <laughs> so, the, And I say all that to take the heat off yourself. Yeah, You're not responsible. Teach your kid how to learn and how to figure something out. You don't have to teach them to know everything. Yeah, that's right. And how to find the information. Yeah. I think so much of it's the same with it's the same with Bible study. You know, we talk about that a lot here at the show, how you don't have to be a, a seminary trained theologian to teach your children theology. Yeah. You teach them how to study the Bible. That's why the the concepts that like K. Arthur introduced 
you know, so many years ago when she wrote uh, the Precepts Bible Studies, and she basically taught how to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. And once you know how to find the information, all of a sudden it opens up a whole new world for you. And so it becomes less about making sure your children know all the things and more about making sure they know how to learn all the things and that they enjoy the process. Yeah. Yeah, you want them to love learning. You want them to love and you want them to love you. You want them to love using it. Your relationship <laughs> matters more. Yeah. And just be confident and don't fall prey to insecurity and comparing your kids to mm. other kids because those kids have trouble too. Yeah, that's just right. Just so you know. Yeah, get off Instagram. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like we we compare ourselves, and this is true whether you're talking about a special needs kid or not. Um, comparison is a thief of contentment. Mm -hmm. It steals your joy. It and it's hard on our kids. It's, it's not same, fair to oh, our kids. It's, it's hard in marriages. Yeah. You know, like everybody else's husband's bringing her flowers at the end of the day. How come my husband's not doing that? Well, that's because she Instagrammed that for the whole world to see. And maybe he did it once a year, but you didn't know that. Yeah. And so Just be confident. We, yes. It's the confidence. And it's asking the Lord to give you what you need for your children, knowing that he gave them to you specifically because he knew you were the right mom. And the ask the Lord. I don't want to forget that part. Ask the Lord, say, show me, can you show me the right curriculum for my kid for math? And yeah. there are a lot of ways that he'll show you that he, he cares about things like that. Yes. And he can lead you to answers like that. Yep. He absolutely can. I've seen him do it in my life. Yes. I know you've seen him do it for in your life sure. over and over again. If you have a child with special needs, don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to reach mm -hmm. out. There's a lot of help available in the homeschool community for sure. Yes. So and, much support out there now. Yes. And uh, from the planet, the homeschool resource center is actually closed for the summer while we're making this big giant transition. Uh, don't, don't call her right now because none of our phones are even working, but very, very soon we'll have the, the system here up and running and we can always connect you with people here locally who can help you find people nationally. Another really good place to go is to the Homeschool Legal Defense Association's mm -hmm. website. They have a phenomenal section that is really just for parents that are, um, that have special needs kids and they're trying to get plugged in. It's so important to find community mm -hmm. so that you're not doing this thing alone. And I know that's another huge, big thing of yours is don't do it alone. Yeah. There's yeah. no reason to. Not anymore. No reason. Not anymore. Uh, Melissa Crabtree, it's always a joy to have you here. Thanks. And I mean it because now you're actually here. It's I so know. much fun. I'm so passionate about this too. I could go on this for a long time. I love this Well, topic. and I'm hoping that we're going to gonna have you helping us with the Firmly Planted uh, Families Special Needs Program here that we've been working on for several years. And if you guys have questions, you can reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. If you are a subscriber to the Heidi St. John Show, uh, go and listen. Go back and listen to the subscriber podcast and we're going to tell you how you can reach out in an even easier way if you are a paid subscriber to the show so we love you guys thank you so much for listening and i will see a whole bunch of you this weekend in downey california for the christian home educators association of california chia's annual convention thanks for listening see you back here again with my friend dr mark sherwood will be answering your questions tomorrow